Happy New Year, Fairfax. Uh, we are online only this Sunday. And uh, I got to tell you, this feels a little bit like a throwback to 2020 when we went through that three or four month period, whatever it was, seemed like a long time and a long time ago when we were online only. But today, we're online only not because of COVID, uh, the pandemic. We are online only because we are in phase one of our renovate uh, project. And phase one of our renovate project is completely redoing the front of our sanctuary here at Fairfax. It's a big project. It's going to take uh, over two weeks uh, to do it. So uh, this Sunday, we're online only. Uh, next Sunday, January 9th, uh, we're going to be here in person, but we still can't be in the sanctuary. So we are going to have three different worship venues for adults. We're going to use the hangar and the lobby and the great room coffee shop and uh, all the adults will have an amazing, amazing worship experience. All the kids will be <clears throat> in their uh, typical uh, space. And then on the 16th, we will be uh, all back together in the sanctuary, in this space and worshiping uh, together. So it's gonna be an awesome, awesome time. There's uh, a lot going on in the life of our church uh, in January and February. Our community groups are going to be launching during that time. Uh, we're gonna have some amazing um, seminars and classes that are gonna be offered and a number of other things that are gonna happen. We're gonna talk about that more next week, but if you wanna get a little heads up on what's going on, go to our website, check out our e-news, connect with us on social media, whatever the means that you have for connecting with us. Do that and you can find out a little bit more about all of those events. One thing that I do wanna to mention today is uh, Baptism Sunday. Baptism Sunday is February 6th. And I think as we start a new year, um, it's just the perfect time to celebrate new life in Christ. And so if you've become a follower of Jesus Christ, if you've given your life to Christ, um, that you've experienced his transforming power in your life, I really encourage you, if you've not yet been baptized, not yet been a part of water baptism, I encourage you to do that. And uh, you can go to our website, get signed up there, find out more about baptism, more uh, about what it's about and questions maybe that you have. And so I just really, really encourage you to do that. If you're new today, we are so glad that you joined us and uh, we'd love to connect with you, answer any questions that you have about the church. And so on your screen, whatever device it is that you're using, there should be a little new here button that you can click and uh, give us some basic information and we'll follow up with you on that. And then if you want to give as an act of worship, Today, there also is a little button that just says give. Just click that and uh, that can start the process and you can be a part of giving uh, to the ministry of Fairfax. All right, so we're at the beginning of this new year, right? 2022. And uh, to be honest, I think um, most of us have no idea what 2022 is going to be like. I I have no idea what 20, 000, or 2022 is gonna be like. And one of the reasons is because 2021 wasn't anything that I expected. And I think it wasn't anything that we expected as a church, as a culture, businesses, institutions, families, 
whatever it is. It was not what we thought it was going to be. I think most of us at the beginning of 2021 were expecting um, a pretty speedy recovery from uh, this pandemic and the craziness of 2020. Uh, I think most of us thought that we might be able to get back to some kind of reality that was a little bit closer to that pre-COVID, pre-pandemic reality. But instead, all of us found ourselves right in the middle of a brand new world that really bears little resemblance to the world that we experienced before. We're in the middle of a new reality and there is no going back. Uh, In 2021, we experienced what some have referred to as the great resignation. And the great resignation uh, resulted in 25% of the global workforce quitting their jobs. Think about that. One out of every four persons in 2020 quit their jobs. Uh, Now, some of them transitioned to other jobs, but many of them just got out of the workplace entirely. And that's a staggering number and it has huge implications for us as, as, as a church, as companies, as families, whatever. Like it has huge implications. And then all the metrics changed in 2021. Uh, all the metrics for success have changed. It's hard to know if the efforts that we are putting in to things is actually making a difference. It's hard to measure that. One pastor put what I think all of us are feeling into an equation. And the equation is this, 2E equals one half R. 2E equals one half R. So two times the effort equals one half the results. And I think it's one of the reasons why so many of us are so exhausted. It's like we feel like we are working harder than we've ever worked before, and yet the results are maybe not the same that we experienced before. Now, it's not so much when you talk to folks that are kind of evaluating how this all came to be and futurists and sociologists and all that. It's not so much that this new reality was created by COVID as much as it was accelerated by COVID. One organizational future described it as 10 to 20 years of change condensed into 12 months. That's a lot. That is a lot for anyone to handle. All that to say, we've experienced a lot of change and we continue to experience a lot of change, but we've experienced a lot of change over the past two years. And that's not going to magically go away in 2022. As we enter this new year, there are some new things I believe that God wants to do in our lives personally, in the life of our church. And uh, there are things that he wants to do, this new thing that he wants to do, some of which is in response to change that we've experienced that we are not particularly excited about. Like the new thing that God is wanting to do in many cases is in response to the stuff we've experienced that isn't so awesome, but God is wanting to do a new thing. Now, here's the thing about the new thing that God wants to do in your life. It will not happen if you don't make room for it. It will not happen if you don't make space for it. 
Like we have to let go of the old in order to experience the new. There's this wonderful little passage in Leviticus. I never thought that the first message of a new year that I would ever preach from Leviticus, but that's what I'm doing. There's this wonderful little passage in Leviticus that kind of talks about all of this. The book of Leviticus is all about the covenantal relationship between God and his people and how that covenant was established and how that covenant is maintained. And so Leviticus is filled with all of these details about the sacrificial system that God put in place so that a holy God can stay in relationship with sinful humanity. It's about all of these sacrifices that God has put into place that can be carried out in the tabernacle to atone for the sins of the people. And of course, all of that, and we've talked about this before, all of that is pointing to the sacrifice. It's pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, to Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross. Now, when you get to the end of Leviticus, after all of that specificity about the sacrifice and everything, God calls Israel to remain faithful to the terms of the covenant that he's established with them, and he describes the blessings that they will experience if they stay in a covenantal relationship with God. And one of those blessings is the abundance of the land. God says that the land that he has given the Israelites will produce an abundance of crops. And as God is describing all of these blessings and all of this abundance and everything that he's gonna do and the miracles he's gonna perform and all of that, this is what he says in Leviticus 26.10. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you have to move that out in order to make room for the new. It's an amazing little passage of scripture because it's this powerful declaration that God is making. He's saying that last year's harvest, the old harvest that God has provided was obviously a good harvest. It was a great harvest. It provided everything that all the people needed for that entire year. In fact, it provided more than they needed for that year because when the next harvest comes, the new harvest, God says that the people of God are still gonna be feasting on the leftovers from the old harvest. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner that never ends or a Christmas dinner that never ends. He says that, that every harvest that I provide for you, you're gonna just continue to feast on it to the point that when the new harvest comes, you're going to have to move the old harvest out of the way just to be able to experience the new thing that I have. Now think about that. God's saying, I'm going to provide for you in such an abundant way that every year you're going to have to move out last year's harvest in order to make room for the new harvest. In other words, if you want to experience the new thing, that I want to provide for you, the new blessing that I want to give you, the new, the new miracle that I want to do in your life, like you've got to move out the old, as awesome as that was, as much as that provided for your needs in that year, you're gonna to have to move that out in order to make space, in order to make room for the new. 
Now that's an incredibly profound spiritual principle. God is always wanting to do a new thing in our lives. That's just, that's just who God is. That's just how God works. He just always wants to do a new thing in our lives. No matter where we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what has brought us to this point, whether that's been awesome or whether that's been difficult at times, God always wants to provide and do a new thing in our lives. But in order for us to experience the new thing that God is wanting to do, we can't just keep eating last year's harvest. We have to move that out in order to make room for the new. You can't experience the new until you move out the old. One of the most challenging parts of this um, um, renovate project, particularly here in the sanctuary, is removing this big, huge monolith that is right behind me. Now, you probably can't even see it online, and, and sometimes people don't even notice it when they're in the, the sanctuary, in the space, because we've draped it with all this black draping, and so it kind of goes away, but it's there, and it's huge. It goes all the way from the floor almost to the ceiling, and for the last 16 years, it served as a really important part of the technology that enhances our worship experience. But now to install all this new stuff, this amazing new stuff that we're going to be installing, the monolith has to go. We've got to get rid of the monolith. And that's not an easy task. Like I said, it's huge. It's bolted down to cement in the floor. It has like metal holes that connected to the wall like it is a big deal to take it down it will take almost as much time and energy to remove the monolith as to as it's going to take to to put in all of the new stuff that we're going to put in but it's important because we have to move out the old in order to make space to make room for the new and moving out the old can be hard sometimes, not just physically, but emotionally, it can be hard. Like we get attached to old stuff, right? We, um, it may not be awesome anymore, it may no longer fulfill its original purpose, but it's familiar, we've gotten used to it, we've gotten attached to it, and it's hard to move on. I remember how hard it was for some people when we moved from our little building on Hunt Road into this space 16 years ago. We had definitely outgrown that little building. It could no longer adequately fulfill the purpose that we had for it, but it was hard for some people to leave it behind because that had, they, they had come to faith in that building. They had been baptized in that building. They had uh, experienced passionate worship in that little sanctuary. And because of all of that, it was just kind of hard to leave it behind. Now, here's the deal. If we can get so attached to brick and mortar and wood and metal and technology or whatever it is that it makes it hard to move that stuff out in order to make room for something new. Think about how hard it is to do that in other way more important areas of our life. Now, 
Here's the thing, and I, and I want to make sure like, we get this point, that making room for the new doesn't mean devaluing or minimizing the old. Like making room for the new harvest doesn't mean devaluing the old harvest. In Leviticus, God is telling the Israelites that every harvest, every harvest will be plentiful. He will use every harvest to meet their needs in that season, that no harvest is unimportant. Every harvest should be celebrated. Every harvest should be recognized as a gift, an act of grace from God. It's just that if you're gonna experience the new blessings, the new miracles, the new thing that God wants to do in your life, you've got to make space for it. You've got to make room for it. You can celebrate what God has done in the past, the mountains that he has moved, the seas that he has parted, the harvests that he has provided. You can celebrate all of that. You can remember it and honor it and celebrate it, but you cannot live in it because God is wanting always to do something new. As I look back on 2021, I'm amazed at all of the things that God did in the life of our church in a really, really difficult season. He's transformed lives. He's restored marriages. He's healed the sick. He has comforted the brokenhearted. He has provided for us in miraculous ways that we could never have imagined. But God is wanting to do a new thing in the life of Fairfax in 2022. I am convinced of that. God is wanting to do a new thing. God wants to perform new miracles. God wants to move new mountains. God wants to part new seas. God wants to provide a new harvest for us. And God wants to do the same thing in your life. Like I hopefully, as you look back on 2021, you can see where God was at work in your life. Like you can see the footprints of God in your life. Uh, even in the midst of maybe some really, really difficult stuff that you had to navigate or your family had to navigate, that you can see how God was wor at work in some amazing ways in 2021. And God wants you to celebrate that. God doesn't want you to minimize that. He doesn't want you to somehow say that that's not important. He wants you to celebrate that. But God does not only want you to celebrate last year's harvest, God wants you to make room for a new harvest that he wants to bring into your life. So as you start a new year, like where do you need to move out the old so that you can make space for the new? Like, what are you holding on to that is keeping you from experiencing the new thing that God is wanting you to experience in your life? Now, here's the deal. Sometimes we talk about this stuff and we've talked about kind of this whole thing that God always is wanting to do a new thing in our life. We've talked about that before. And sometimes when we talk about this stuff, our tendency is to immediately go to the externals. 
And so we think about the externals in our life. Like maybe, maybe I need to quit my job in order to make room for the new thing that God wants to do in my life. Or maybe we need to move out of this fast-paced, hectic, never-stop kind of environment of Northern Virginia so God can do a new thing in our lives and we can make room for the new thing that God wants to do. Or sometimes someone may even twist this in such a way that they think, maybe I need to, to get out of my marriage in order to make room for the new thing that God wants to do in my life. But making room for the new is rarely about changing circumstances or changing situations. Like you can move from job to job, city to city, relationship to relationship, but none of that changes the most important thing, and that's you. Making room for the new is something that happens inside of us. Like making room for the new is making space in our heart for God to do the things, the new thing that he wants to do. So what limitations have you placed on God about who he is, about how he works that you need to lay down so you can make room for new miracles in your life this year? What are the attitudes that you need to lay down so that you can make room for something new to happen in your relationships, in your marriage, in your family? What are the behaviors? What are the habits that you need to lay down so you can make room for the new thing that God is wanting to do in your life? Where have you become so focused on the old harvest that you Trust the harvest more than you trust the one who provides the harvest. Like whatever it is, as you think about this new year, as you enter this brand new year, move out the old, be willing to move out the old so that you can make space, so that you can make room for the new thing that God is wanting to do in your life this year. Let's pray. God, we're so thankful. And we're, we're so thankful for everything that you do in our life. We are so thankful for, for all of the harvests that you give to us. We are thankful for the old harvest. We are thankful for the ways that you have been at work in 2021 and 2020 and, and before that. We are thankful for the things that you have done. And we celebrate those things, Lord, but we do not want to live in the past. We want to be able to, we want to be able to, to move that out in order to make space for whatever it is that you are wanting to do in our lives this year. And Lord, we know you want to do some amazing things in the life of this church. We, we don't even know what all of those are, but that's who you are. You're just a God who always is wanting to do a new thing. We know that you are wanting to do a new thing in the life of every person who is watching this today. You know the details of your, their lives. You know the things that they are dealing with, the challenges that they are facing. You know the things that they need to move out 
so that they can make room for the new thing that you want to do. And so Lord, give us courage. Give us the courage to let go of what we need to let go of so that we can experience that which you want to give us. And we pray this in the powerful, the life-giving name of Jesus, the one who makes everything new. Amen. I'm so thankful that we have had a chance to be together. And we're just gonna end our service today just with a time of worship and uh, it will end with worship. And so I pray that you'll, you'll hang in there and you'll allow God to speak in this really, really special time.